With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome in, Levin, Nick Roush, and Adam Luckett. Here, thanks to our good friends at Monticello Bank, where we might have a special announcement today. But first, I got to tell you 120 years of service, Monticello Bank is proud to say they go wherever, wherever the Wildcats go. Whether you're going to a pro day, you're following Will Levis, going to the NFL draft, the Go NBC mobile app lets you bank at home on the road. And if you need to come see us at our convenient branch locations, right around the corner, 21 branches in 14 different markets. It's where people matter. Their motto means competitive loans, competitive deposit rates, and a wide variety of customer-focused financial service, which makes the numbers side of your life a little bit easier. So find Monticello Bank at NBCBank.com, Monticello Bank, where people matter. Member FDIC equal housing lender. And today we are talking all things Kentucky football. Uh, Look at I'm in Lexington at the KS office. It's a little weird doing this show with Stephen Peake in the same room as me. We haven't had that happen very often. But we were both at the Joe Craft Football Training Center today, and there's just there's just a buzz there, Luckett, because not only do we have spring practice going on, but you also got all these former players coming in. Saw Benny Snell, uh, Justin Rigg, Landon Young, Luke Fortner are there. Um, and then you got all the guys who are – Draft eligible this year, so it's it's a it's a busy, exciting time over on campus right now. Yeah, it's workout season, and obviously, like to me, Nick, spring ball really kind of starts the year uh, for me. Uh, the football season, like it's it's here now. Like you have your team per se. Now it's a little different because we still have the late portal window, but we know who Kentucky's. We know who's on the roster. We know who's coaching them, and we know who everyone else has had their roster set up. So for me, this is like the start of the college football season. Um, and that, and it runs up through really signing day in December. Uh, so for that, that is exciting in itself. And then obviously, yeah, like Levis, um, he's the lightning bolt right now because pro day is going, it's going to be the craziest pro day that you or I have been to at Kentucky yeah. because, because of him. There's going to be, I would assume multiple head coaches and general managers there. I think Bengals general manager Duke Tobin was the only GM at last year's pro day. That's going to be more than quadrupled, I would imagine, uh, for Friday um, when they take the field. So yeah, that's there's buzz. I think a lot of it's due to Levis and just I mean there's buzz in general with the pro day um, because a lot of the guys they'll go and watch their teammates who are participating, but it's obviously jacked up a little bit this year because of Will Levis. What's um? There's something you said about spring ball that I want to get into, but we got plenty of time to show that out. Let's let's quickly start with just the the pro day stuff because you have um, heard 90 credentialed media members that are going to be there, uh, which means probably just as many, if not more, NFL officials. 
Um, you know, there's whispers that Pete Carroll is going to be one of those coaches that showed up, and that's a potential candidate right there for the Seattle Seahawks, who have an offensive coordinator that was with Lee Cohen at the Rams. Uh, Levis is not doing any combine stuff, although I do just want to see how fast he is. You know, it'd just be kind of fun. But uh, 50 scripted passes, guys like uh, Dane Key, Barry on Brown, and I think this is an opportunity. That's this is when Levin got on people's radar last year, right? Was throwing mm-hmm. two different people, throwing to Wandale Robinson at Pro Day. Uh, I think you're going to see similar pop from guys like Brown and Key. Um, and not only for the guys that are still on the roster, but I think it's also big for um, people like Keedron Smith. You know, he didn't get an NFL combine invite, but he was at the NFL PA game. They asked him to come to the senior bowl. Uh, now he gets a, ta- a chance to, to perform in front of a larger audience than your, your, your typical UK pro day. Yeah. Yeah. I think they, they can't hurt. Right. Like if you're one of these borderline guys like Keedron Smith probably is maybe Jordan, Wright If he found the right team like that, that, that cannot hurt that they can get accurate. They they would be there regardless, but that maybe more important people in the organizations that are there will be there. Yes, could make yes. a difference. Right. That can't Which, hurt. It, we saw it in uh, 2018 when Josh Allen brought a ton of people. Big George bench pressed like 700 pounds. I mean, he, he he crushed it, right? He was he was awesome in there, and that's why the Giants took a flyer on him late in the seventh round. So uh, we've seen it before. Um, we could see it again. I, I'm just, you know, the, setting all the times and stuff aside. Like you can only get so much out of it, but it'll be fun for us just to be rubbing elbows with some of the. The people you see on TV, right? Like that, that, that part of it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, we'll get to see rap sheet and this three, three cell phones, maybe um, <laughs> work on some scoop there. Um, good to see Jordan Rogers and his hair will be there. Um, and who else have it? Who else is on the SEC? Is it just Jordan Rogers? Is that just Jordan Rogers? I saw they were, they're, they're, I saw they were bringing think- Jordan Reed to some places. So I think um, Rogers will be joined by like some UK people where instead of having uh, Dick Gabriel as kind of the host, they'll, you know, rotate some others through there. But nevertheless, it's, it's a, it's a buzz unlike anything we've seen before uh, for a UK pro day. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, do you have a, are you bringing a stopwatch like it? I, I don't have a stopwatch anymore and I don't know how much I can trust my iPhone tapper to get, to get the times right. Are you prepared? I, I do not have a stopwatch. I, tr- I attempted the iPhone clocking last year, and it did not go too well. <laughs> I believe I had Yusuf Corker running a 3.8, <laughs> and then I believe I had Marquand McCall running like a 4.5. So, yeah. Well, uh, you know what? <laughs> thanks for it going great. Trust uh, our numbers because we're going to goose the hell out of them. <laughs> yeah. Because it's – on the iPhone, it's hard because you can't like as soon as you touch it, it start it starts, right? So right, yeah. we're on you the can't stop have your clock. finger on the trigger and just you know yeah. So that so you're just like sitting here like, and then if you miss, you're like, well, all that work for nothing. Like there was a few times where I hit it at the beginning and then I missed it on on the end. So it's just like stop, yeah, yeah, and and it's you don't have a great angle in there. So you don't like knowing when they knowing when they start and then knowing when they finish because we don't have the bleacher like the scouts do. We're just kind of crammed in there. 
And it's not just like there's players from other schools there too, Nick. Yeah, yeah. Like if like let's just say like a center or a smaller school like that, like those guys will they had a few of those last year. Yeah, Yeah, or whatever wherever. So it won't just be Kentucky guys there. And it's a lot of like obviously it's a big you know, a lot of families are there and it's a big moment for them, and we're kind of just Capaluto was there walking around, back, just getting fired up. Uh, I'm curious too if any of the like, will Justin Rigg run around and try to catch passes? Lynn Bowden, those are guys on those reserve contracts where they're just basically yeah. on a practice squad. Like a team's got dibs on them for a practice squad, but will any of them try to run, try to compete? I don't know what the rules are on that, but yeah. Um, um... There's a narrative in like the draft community that with Levis, like his supporting cast was bad. Um, I think that's a little unfair. They were just young, so like, Barry and Brown and Dan Key are running routes. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some buzz like, "Oh, who's that? Like, yeah, maybe get yeah. that guy on my radar." Because uh, I do think that's a little unfair with the Levis credit or. It's not necessarily criticizing Levis, it's criticizing the offense, I would guess I would say. But yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, they were young, but it's not like he wasn't throwing to a bunch of bombs. Yeah, they're using this wasn't, a, this, to prop up. This wasn't, a, this wasn't a Josh Allen, Wyoming situation where he literally was throwing to guys who uh, were bottom of the ladder, like Mountain West receivers. I mean, these are legitimate guys that could have played anywhere in the conference. Uh, they, were, they were just young. Um, so seeing. Maybe that that I could see that like those guys if they come out and just seeing those guys run specifically Barian with his mm-hmm. his you know just raw athleticism and speed, I think that could definitely catch some people's attention. Levis did say you know he's he's only he he can only see what he sees. He can't pay a ton of attention to what people are saying about him. But he did say he gets a little irritated when they uh, kind of put down his accuracy. So. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, now he gets a chance to be to throw to guys who he's a little bit more comfortable with. So it should be a uh, an enlightening Friday morning. A lot of hubbub. Uh, the event starts at 10 a.m., but the stream on the SEC Network with Jordan Rogers will be at 11:30. That's when things will get. You know, they kind of start the day with measurements and jumping and all that sort of stuff. Um, but the drills, the throwing, that'll be around 11:30. So turn on the SEC Network at 11:30 to be able to watch all that action. And- NFL Network also has it behind their paywall. Yeah, NFL, NFL Plus. Plus, right? And I think they might be running a little longer than the SEC. So if you, it's um, rap sheet, and then David Slater? Carr, Derek Carr's brother. Is it Dusty Jenny Slater? Who's the t- Cowboys? Reporter? I thought it was Stacy Dales, but I could be wrong. Oh, you know what? It might be Stacy Dales, right? Which, my gosh, she was doing all of the heavy lifting for them at the combine. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, she was at, at, at every media session in the yeah. where they sent us little print guys. She was there <laughs> asking all the all the questions for her broadcast. So, yeah. yeah. She was uh, working day, and then you would see her on TV at night. So, long great. days. Right. Put, putting in the hard work. Um, the Kentucky football team, though, they are putting in the hard work at the practice facility. Today was spring practice number five. We got to speak with Brad White and members of the defense. And now's also a good time for us to talk about what we saw uh, on Tuesday. But uh, I'm going to start by just saying that uh, 
all aboard the Zion Childress hype train because I'll be the conductor. I'm, I'm, I'm buying stocks in Zion Childress. Uh, Brad White said today, you know, you, you talk about all these kind of – it's what you mentioned off the top where it's the start of something new and you're bringing – like this is the, the first time you have this new team. So Deer Jackson and uh, Trevin Wallace, they're now sitting in the seats that were held by Square and Jacquez Jones for, for so long. Brad White singled out Zion Childress as a guy – in that secondary that's really stepped up, that's taken a more vocal role. And as Childress put it, he's like, I mean, this is natural. I was a quarterback. You know, like this is just it's kind of what I've always done. And you, you back that up with the play he had towards the end of last season. Uh, I can really see him uh, becoming a, a breakout star for this Kentucky defense that uh, that I don't want to say they need, but a, a, a nice surprise that we didn't expect from the transfer report. Yeah, I think like that was a big hit, uh, Childress, because um, you lose Geiger, Jalen Geiger, early in the year, and having him come in and kind of not necessarily be a starter, but be like that third guy behind Afari and love it. I think was huge. Like they really needed that, and he was really good for them. So now Geiger's still recovering from that knee injury, and he's a big part of the defense, and I think they trust him. Like, I think he's dependable on zone coverage. He's going to do his job, and he's um, he showed flashes of being a really good tackler, I think, for the most part last year. And he's got position flexibility. Like he played nickel his first year at Texas State. Kentucky's two safety spots are at some points interchangeable, so he can do some, some deep stuff and then also play in the box a little bit. And so I – I think he's going to be a really important part of this defense. And I think you look at that safety position, you feel good about three guys. Love it, Childress, Geiger. How do you distribute snaps there, get them on the field? And then you get the Vito Tisdale news. And that may be a way to do it. Like you could play one of them a nickel and get them three on the field a lot together. Um, but regardless, it's a you're going to have a rotation there. Yeah, like they're going to be kind of three – they're all going to get the same amount of snaps, I would imagine. They're going to be able to stay somewhat fresh throughout the season. And so they're, they're in a good spot there. I think overall the defense, Nick, I think the, the team building has been really good on that side of the ball. Like you just look at this roster, and they just got depth really everywhere except the linebacker spot. Uh, but at the linebacker spot, I think you got two guys that could be that could turn into like real deal tier A stars this year in Trevon Wallace and J.J. Weaver if it comes together. So you don't have depth, but you have some star power there. Uh, but you got some talented young pieces at outside linebacker, and inside linebacker is a worry, I would say. Uh, but other than that, like I think the team building here has been good, uh, and it's a combination of the old-fashioned recruit and develop model and filling holes with transfers. Like uh, Childress falls into that 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 latter area. So I think they've just done a good job. And like my big takeaway from watching the practice was just that, like, I feel really good about where the defense is. Like, I feel very solid that they're going to be good this year. And this year, I really feel that they have star power at all three levels. And I think that if that hits and that comes together, that can make a really big difference. You uh, you mentioned Vito Tisdale, and that in a normal – 
you know, like it was a big deal when they lost him a year ago to injury because you expected him to become a star. And now it's, you know, I, I know he's a four-star recruit. He's from the state of Kentucky. You'd like to see that guy have his time to shine because he was so explosive in the small doses that we saw him. But there's guys ready, right? Like they, they, they spent a whole year. The roster's ready for this. Um, the, there shouldn't be – Losing Vito Tisdale does not have this coaching staff in a scramble. Uh, but I do think you can't replicate the Vito's pop, that sort of uh, – th- those plays that gets the, the, the crowd on their feet that only Vito could do. You also uh, – got I like having one of those kind of loose cannons, right? You can't have a bunch of them like it. But when you got one or two of them, not only does it make things fun, but I think – uh, people can really feed off of it, and it could potentially lead to some momentum swinging stuff, both for the the good and the bad. Uh, you know, like a few years ago, you had Stenberg on the offensive line just being nasty. Like that—that that was what Tisdale seemingly brought to the table that that you are missing. So while in other years I might be worried now, I mean he was going to have to legitimately fight to get onto the field after that that knee injury. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, for whatever reason, I. Don't think people are surprised that Vito probably got in too much trouble and, and, and is off the team. Um, but it is disappointing, and we, we do wish him the best moving forward. Yeah, I think it's pros and cons. You do, like, there is an element of big play factor that he could deliver, like game tilting, like against Louisville. Like that tackle on Malik Cunningham ended the game. Like the game was over as soon as he made that tackle. Um, it started a little scuffle there. But there's also some, like, with Vito, there was recklessness in coverage. <laughs> like, you know, getting lost or not getting lined up, look at the Tennessee game from 2021 as well. Uh, so there was there was all of that, I think, kind of morphed together. Uh, but, like, I've gone back to – I think it's important to realize they have depth, but the depth has been hurt at the same time. Right, like we enter this year thinking, oh wow, they're going to be really deep in the secondary. Carrington Valentine will be back as a senior. Kobe Albert is a guy they really loved as a recruit, could play multiple positions at safety. He he might be the future there at safety. Todd Dotson is a veteran who'll be a redshirt senior that they could use in multiple areas. Vito Tisdale is kind of this heat-seeking missile that they could use at nickel in certain situations. Well, all four of those guys are gone now. Like, unex- like, really unexpectedly. Like, we left the Louisville game, Nick. When, like, when Kentucky beat Louisville, we thought all four of those guys would be on the team next year. And they're not. for All all for different reasons. And so what does that look like? Like, I look at the roster. They only have six scholarship safeties now. Uh, so if they get an injury or two, they could be in a, in a jam there. Uh, I think in, in a weird way, it puts more pressure. I still think they're fine at safety, but I think it puts more pressure on their cornerbacks. Because what happens if Andrew Phillips has to play a lot of nickel? Then you're starting two new corners on the outside. I think one of them is going to be J.Q. Hardaway. It sounds like Maxwell Hairston is doing some good things in spring ball. Um, are the are they ready? Are both those guys ready to come in and play winning football for you? That's a huge question. And so, like, they do have some built-in answers, but I do think the depth is taking a a hit here. I still think they're in pretty good shape, but they're not. They're an in, they're a couple injuries away from maybe being in a rough spot. White said that Harrison's probably gotten his hands on more balls than anybody. Um, 
during this spring practice so far. But with those big plays, he's also made those young mistakes because yeah. he hasn't played a ton of football. Um, and White's also said, like, we're going to play man sometimes, but we are who we are. Like, we're going to drop back. We're going to clog zones. We're going to play our identity. Mm-hmm. So for Harrison, he's just a smaller corner. So, like, what does that look like to me? That 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 does what? How does he fit in into this? Where like Hardaway is like to, Hardaway just sticks out to me like an obvious fit. Yeah, like yeah. I, I have a hard time seeing them him not being a starting cornerback for them this year just because of his physical traits. I mean, he's six two, two hundred plus pounds, really long arms, can run like. It's like they may like if Kentucky was going to build a cornerback in a lab, that's what he would come out looking like. Is JQ Hardaway? So it's hard for it me to see not see not him not being a, a starter for this team. When we when we got to go to practice, one of the big plays by the defense was um, kind of hiding and then jumping a passing lane and picking off Devin Leary. So that that part's encouraging. Uh, we also got an awesome interception from Fearbury that. When you talk about kind of overcompensating for the play at cornerback, but the the like the the inside guys can come out. I, I didn't think that he could make that play. You know, he was just in the flat and jumped the hitch route, made a great diving catch. Um, the the progress of those backup outside linebackers it, it doesn't draw a ton of headlines because we don't know how much they'll play. But between Fearbury Wade and Noah Matthews, like they should get quite a bit of run this spring. How much do you want to see from JJ? You know what I mean? So Yeah, you know what you uh, got there. Exactly, exactly. Um, I don't, not completely switching gears, but uh, Childress today said, you know, it's like, you're a quarterback, so what is Devin Leary like as a quarterback? And he was just like talking about boys at home. He's, he's like Drew Brees with his accuracy. And that was something from practice that you could not help but notice. Just the ball placement where you almost – take it for granted how good it is because uh, that, that, that comeback route that he threw to Barry on Brown, I mean, just right over top of the corner, the safety didn't have enough. Time. You just could just plays that you can't get a hard throw to make. And especially where that, that was a, that would be the kind of throw that Levis would struggle with that put enough touch to get it over that first level, but sneak underneath the second level. Um, uh, there was a dig route that, that Childress pointed out to, to Dane Key where the safety knew it was coming. He jumped it, but there was just nothing he could do about it. The keeping <laughs> that's, that's why we were going to have those takes like it about Leary being a better college quarterback than Will Levis because of the, just the accuracy in, in, in hitting the layups that you so often talk about that Levis has struggled with. Yeah. To me, like the story with Leary, like, like, that's what I, I just expected. Like, what I saw in practice is what I've seen on tape with him, watching him at NC State. Uh, accurate quarterback, all three levels. Um, he, he's got the look of kind of a middle infielder with how he kind of rotates his hips and throws the ball uh, and opens up and throws it and gets it out quick, qu- um, quick release a lot of times. Um, but he does have a type of – he does have a little bit of a windup at times too. Uh, but he can – we saw, like, the sidearm, like, for him getting out real real fast, Nick, and we also saw him kind of layer it like you're talking about and then push it down the field. 
a little bit and push down the field on the goal ball, which he's, he's talked about. It's his favorite throw, but it's all like for him, it's just about health. <laughs> like to me, it's all about protection and him staying healthy. Yeah. If he does that, he's going to have a good year and they're going to have a good year on offense. I mean, that's the whole season in a nutshell to me. Like we can sit here and talk about fit and how, what he throws like and this well, and that. We, we, we got to talk. We got it's a long season, off season though. Like we got to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, I hear you. I, I hear that on that. But they've got like, if you believe in Cohen, like you believe they got a good play caller. We know we, they got weapons at receiver, tight end. You know, to me, it's just like he looked like you expected him to look. To yeah, me. yeah. Uh, he's I, shorter than you think he is. Yeah. Everyone that I've talked to that met him, that's the first thing they say. Right, is that he's right. smaller than I thought he would be, um, but I mean, he's, he's not Nick Scalzo out there. But I mean, you're yeah. used to seeing Will Levis. Yes, uh, Jacquez Jones dropped that line today. He's like, man, I thought he was a linebacker, you know. Which, by the way, just gonna miss Jacquez Jones. That guy's hilarious. When we get that conversation up on the KSR YouTube later, you got to, this dude's just funny. Like, he's just, I bet he's a good hang, right? Like, look at, I don't know if he's. Well, I mean, he's an Alabama guy. He might smash Bud Lights, you know. Like he'd be fun to belly up to with at the bar. Yeah. And which, by the way, the the post Jeff Ruby's is going to be a fun place Friday night with all these people in town. Oh yeah, and, or probably Thursday have, night. Well, but the players though they they only use it as like a celebration sort of deal. So e- either way, if I know it's NCAA tournament time, and you should be. Uh, drinking beers downstairs at KS Bar, but if you want to, you know, maybe venture out a little bit, I have a feeling Ruby's will be will be popping. Yeah. But uh, yeah, any, Scott Gregory anyway. in here. He Scott yeah. Gregory has a good. We're talking about Larry. He's got a good question in here in the chat. How many matchups next year will UK not have the best QB? There's not one that immediately stands out that the other team has a better quarterback. Um. Whew. Yeah, because there's so much uncertainty with all the other places. Like, I mean, what's Will Rogers going to do with this new? Well, like the consensus, the consensus in the SEC, the consensus in the SEC is it's going to be like Jaden Daniels or KJ Jefferson is going to be first team, and then the other one's going to be second team, and then who's going to be the third team? Like, I think Leary's going to get votes there in July. I could potentially see him. We could walk away from that event and him be like the third team quarterback. Because I mean, I, South Carolina and Mississippi State right now are the only ones that have starters, and I guess Louisville does with that dude from California that stunk. Yeah, out. but I, I like, think like no the best way to do competitions, you know, the best way to do this would just be to tier them. I think Leary's definitely in tier A of that group. Um, if you yeah. threw those thirteen quarterbacks, whoever starting at those places in a pot and you just heard him. He's definitely. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. In that top group. I, so I appreciate um, Adam Rittenberger's like the ESPN Big Ten reporter. He gets some scoops, but he did he did like a top 25 best quarterback rooms in the country, and it was just a hilarious ranking. 
Like, it, it just it, it amused me. It's like you're, you're putting Mississippi State in there because they ran the air raid with some guy, and now they're not running the air raid. What, what, what is that? You know, uh, there, there was some. Yeah, I don't know. Those are hard. That I know you're talking. That list is more so like just put the 25 teams that recruit the quarterback the best. I mean, that's essentially what you're doing there. Exactly. And then and then maybe throw in Dave Claus in because Wake Forest always has quarterbacks always put up numbers. Which yeah, we're getting off track here, but I don't care because I had to read Ari Wasserman just slurp freaking Colorado and Danny O'Neill. Which so Danny O'Neill was uh, Rich's. He was the guy that Rich liked at quarterback, right? Cathedral guy who is a middle three-star, mid- to high-level three-star. He's a he, – he, he's your most average quarterback oh, commitment oh. that you could get. Nobody he's about 100 like, spots lower than Bo Allen or right in that kind of yeah, tier, I, mean, I would say. I was not looking forward to having to talk myself into Danny O'Neill, and we've got national guys for the athletic writing 800 words about Deion Sanders, Coach Prime's hand-picked quarterback of the future. That dude ain't going to play it down at Colorado unless somebody gets hurt. They're going to get somebody from the portal. Like he's he's not going to play, and that I just it, it drove me nuts, right? Like I, I it's, it's, it's very unrelated to anything. Like come on, like, give me a freaking break. Like Coach Prime stuff. We need to chill on Coach Prime because they might not make a bowl next year. They're going to be bad. I mean, where are they? I don't know. But I just was sick of it. I was reading that. I was just. Uh, Fuming. My yeah. earbuds are about to pop out with the steam rolling out of them right now. It was stupid. They're just a lightning rod, and he's a needle right now. Like, he just – he's a content king. Coach so, if you were going to write a – yeah. I get yeah, it. It's cool. March, and you're a football writer and it, while basketball is happening. But give me a freaking break, Ari. Gosh. <laughs> I digress. Yeah, but, uh, uh, yeah the, the, whole, the whole Colorado stuff in general, though, they are just – it's pretty crazy, like – how he just he hasn't coached the game really for them and they have become like this just and the talk around them is like can they turn them into a national championship contender like that's the <laughs> it's like dude go to a bowl game what? i'm just like whoa let's like colorado let's go to like a couple bowl games in a row number one it's but that's that's the what that's the dion bump you get when you hire someone like that so yeah. Um, they're definitely leaning into it, but yeah, the the coverage of it's even been more than I anticipated from a national yeah. kind of lens. The coverage you have to he's talk getting. about them along with the teams that actually go to the playoffs, which is just wild to me that it's been that yeah. quick. But you know what? And like I think Kurt Herbstreit has talked about this. He's like, we're going to actually like talk about Colorado on game day a lot, and we never talked about them before. Right. So like this week, every week on game day, that's going to be a. a a topic, um, either Crazy. one who previewing who they're playing, two talking about how good they're doing, or three talking about how bad they're doing. Right, I mean, right. he is very much one of the bigger figures. Like, if you're going to rank the figures in college football, he's in the top ten right now. Uh, there's no doubt about it. So he is, he's a lightning rod. Like I said, there's going to be takes on him one way or the other. Yep. Right now, it's all they're they're in the honeymoon phase. Everything's good, even when you just get a. Middle of the road quarterback to commit. Uh, Kentucky has had quite a few uh, touted prospects come through campus. Brian Robinson recently was the 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 biggest fish as of late, but they've got a con- uh, a ton rolling through. Uh, they uh, you see some of the current guys that are committed showing up. Tanner Master was there today. Jacob Dixon was there earlier this week. 
Um, so the, the recruiting is, is, is picking up as well this time of year as, you know, you start to narrow your board a little bit going into the 2024 uh, recruiting cycle. So that, that, that's something we'll be keeping an eye on. And if you aren't on KSR Plus just yet, highly recommend it because uh, Jacob Polachek's talking to a lot of these guys after they come to campus. Well, we're getting you the reports. He's, he's talking to just some of the other young kids that were there. So, and the message board, it's really popping right now. Offseason is a great time for a message board. Like it, it's, just, it's, it's the best time, some might say. Yeah, the conversation is flowing, one could say, on there. Uh, definitely, definitely. So, yeah, give us a chance, if you haven't already, 10 bucks through up to sep- like August 31st, I guess. So, get you right up to football season. So, just instead of buying us a beer, you can just buy buy uh, buy KSR Plus membership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. please. Which, so that would be of, you also. Awesome. So the tentative plan: we're hitting the road. We're hitting the road. We do this show remotely, but we are planning on doing a show next Wednesday at Monticello Bank in Louisville, uh, their London location. Not finalized. Should know Friday. We'll have more details out on the site, but shooting for a little Wednesday launch with 11 personnel at Monticello bank. So um, once we get all that, the details ironed out, we'll be sharing them publicly, but hope that some of our loyal listeners and viewers will be able to to come hang for a little bit, talk ball um, as we get you ready for what will be next Saturday, which is kind of, uh, I'm I'm kind of calling it a fan day like it because it's not a spring game, but it's going to feel like a fan day with an open practice, inviting the fans out there uh, to come see what they've been working on. Um, I, I'm sure Liam's going to let Leary rip it a little bit, let him go deep to, to Barry on Brown because we saw some of those go balls. I mean, he can let it fly. Um, should be should be a lot of fun out of, out there on yeah. the Final Four Saturday. I think a couple questions like what is this going to look like? We still don't know the details, but I would assume it's going to be the same layout as a typical open practice they have every year, um, except they won't be in the stadium. Like last year they did it. At the practice fields, it's going to be the same. They'll have places roped off, um, but you can go and stand on the side and watch pretty much is how I imagine that going. Yeah, yeah. And that, I, I would assume they have, they'll have like a booth where you can buy gear. Yeah, right. maybe some hot dogs or some Chick-fil-A. Man, yeah, so, so that, that is how I see that playing out for those asking. Uh, you're going to get to see probably right around a two-hour practice. Baker is an Which old Half of it man. will probably – they'll probably go longer on the scrimmage, I would imagine. I, I would too, but um, yeah, Baker isn't in this phase yet. But once he gets a little bit older and starts getting into, like, are, are you all into mushy food yet? Are you into like the the peas yeah. and all that sort of stuff? Once he gets in the dude, hot dogs, hot dogs have been. Like, this is I feel like that's something you kind of grow out of. Like I'm not, I, except for when I'm at the ballpark. When am I going to get a hot dog? I got yeah. hot, hot dogs or- back at the Roush House, and that's a great just change up, easy, fast. Throw a little mustard, relish, stadium mustard, or what? What, what kind of condiments are you, are you throwing on your uh, wiener? I, I'm typically. I know this is like frowned upon, but it's just like ketchup. I don't hate like putting a little mayo on there. I know some people would hate Ooh. that, but Ooh. like ketchup and mayo is good. Okay, uh, but I'm not like I. The hot, like the hot, like for a brat, yeah, I'll put spicy brown mustard on there. Okay. Uh, okay. But like I'm not. I, and stuff. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, but I'm not a yellow mustard fan. Never have been. I had did not like it when I was younger. Tried it when I was older. Still didn't like it. I just, it's just I don't have the palate for it. 
And so that and then relish is yeah. Not not for you. I'm not, see, I'm a yeah. big pickles guy. And I and you know what too? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on you for putting ketchup on a hot dog. You know, you you like what you like, and you know, and every once in a while that's a nice change up. It's fun. Um it, especially if you get the campfire like over like that that is the ideal roasting uh I, ideal way to roast your your dogs but um hot dogs just we should eat them more often america why you know, who needs to be that healthy when you can have a hot dog every once in a while um, yeah, I, i've get i'm getting i'm getting the thrown to the blender here in the chat but i'm telling you it's not that bad it actually is good <laughs> so hate it if you want. in general like I remember the first time that I decided to put uh, mayo on like a on like the burger, and I, I I wondered why we didn't have it more often as a kid out there. Uh, yeah, I did. I did Miracle Whip on a burger. Yeah, it's good. It's great. Yeah. Um, also tried Duke's Mayo recently. The the I haven't had Duke's Mayo yet. Me. Oh, it's good. It's good, and it's you know the kid's namesake. So we gotta we gotta try that out. Although my son, he is all about his number one condiment uh, is. Thanks to Chick Fil A, he's just a honey mustard guy. Like honey no matter what it is, I see. I love, I love honey mustard. Just the regular yellow mustard. I just, again, I don't have the palate for it. Man, it makes me want to go to a baseball game, hang out with the KPP, Batcats. They're rolling, top twenty-five team. Just uh, a beer and a dog. Yeah, the uh, simple. That is, that's the one thing hot dogs have, like at a ball game, right? Especially yeah. a baseball game. Like that's, you feel like whenever you go to. Whether it's little league or oh, major yeah. league, you just have to get that. I guess they don't have you know a beer at the little league game, but well, uh, so I'm sure some so, there's some coolers <laughs> around those, some of those parks. I'm sure. Oh man, um, back to spring ball. Uh, a few more things to touch on uh, because obviously the the pressing matter, the the thing everybody wants to know is the offensive line good. Is the offensive line good? And it's. It's going to be hard to tell when, you know, the it's not live. You know, they aren't tackling. They're just buttoned up. You can't hit the quarterback. But it does feel like we aren't just shuffling the deck trying to figure out what's what's going to work because Jagger Burton now working out at center. Kenneth Horsey, left guard. Eli Cox, right guard. Marcus Cox in at left tackle. Like, it just feels like those guys are where they are supposed to be. And that's – that's something that we didn't even know going into week one last year. And uh, there's going to be some growing pains with Jagger there. But, you know, right now, Fortner's in town. He has Drake teaching him. And he's like, you know, um, I've also got some nice safety blankets next to me. So uh, some some of the advice he he's had to pick up is slow down. And, you know, and if I make a mistake, if I make the wrong call, well, all five guys are going to be doing the wrong thing. The back just might be cutting somewhere else. You know what I mean? The quarterback might just have to slide somewhere else to, to be able to get that open space in the pocket. So, uh, so far, you know, the, the snapping, it's not perfected, but he's like, he, he's getting there. And then the, the next step is really just making the calls. And, you know, if, if he's making the wrong calls in week one, uh, he's got a guy next to him who made the calls all last year that will – Know what he's looking for. A guy in Kenneth Horsey who's been there for a hundred years who knows what to look for. So all, all in all, it, it's it's not set in stone, but the way things are trending, they're they're moving in the right direction there on the big blue blue wall. Yeah, my mild take is just it'll be improved, but like it's not gonna be strength of this team, the offensive line play. Like it's just not. So you just need to just be ready for that. 
It's just you just need to be serviceable. My hot take is I think they finally have the personnel where they're going to be able to run outside zone. Like I look at Jagger at center, Horsey at left guard, uh, Cox at left tackle. Yeah, he moved Those well. are all athletic guys for that for their position. Now you look at Eli Cox, Marcus Cox on the left tackle, Eli Cox at right guard. Jeremy Flax right now at right tackle. Those are more kind of rogue graders. So I'm interested to see how that all shakes out. Now, I don't think it's a slam dunk that Flax is a starting right tackle when they open up the season. I mean, we could still get a portal guy. And if they get another guy that's like more, it leans more athletic profile, I think you're definitely going to see that. I mean, they like that's what we saw. We saw a lot of, I mean, we saw him, he mixed it up in practice, but I think we could see that finally become. You know, more than just um, once in once in a blue moon type concept that they use, we could see that become a thing where they're using it. All, I wouldn't say maybe all the time, but often this year, just because I think the personnel just better fits now what they have on the roster. Uh, but I got hell, hell, I could be wrong. You never know. But that would be a mild or one of my, my hot takes going into the year. Oh, Cole Kubik had a hot take, which was. Uh... Kentucky's answer at right tackle is playing defensive tackle on Deion Walker. Yeah. Spoken that. like a true offensive lineman. <laughs> it really is. Because then he, t- he told the story. He told, he told the story about talking to Georgia's offensive line coach and <laughs> wanting to have Darnell Washington play right tackle. Spoken like a true uh, offensive lineman. Yeah, yes. it really is. Which, I mean, Darnell Washington, though, yeah, he, he probably could make a lot of money playing left tackle, too. Probably a lot of yeah, he's good. he's gonna he's gonna be fine. <laughs> he's gonna be all right. He did have some. If you haven't listened to Cole's uh, spring preview on Kentucky, it's pretty good uh, because he knows the personnel like somebody who covers it locally, um, and he's able to explain some things. Like he's he's just a very good explainer, especially when it comes to how Cole create, create mismatches and use the personnel. Um, to his advantage with a guy like Isaiah Cummings uh, to specifically scheme stuff up. And we saw some of it in practices where he's lined up outside, but he motions in and then motions back out. So it's, it's difficult for the defense to, to kind of know how to uh, use their personnel to combat it. Uh, mm-hmm. I did like, though, it, it is fun just to have Liam out there because Liam's very involved. He's very vocal in practice where, you know, like Rich stood back there with his play sheet, right? Cohen's out there. And, you know, he's mother effing himself because he told Leary to do something, but the play opened up and they had the deep shot, right? And, you know, like, so he's, he's just, he's, he's fun out there. Him and Woody just bouncing around, uh, jumping guys, but like also doing the kind of disappointed father sometimes, like, come on, man. You know, where it's just, it feels very relatable, very coachable. And uh, all in all, like, that's, if, if you have the opportunity, I know it's spring break. So there's going to be uh, a a lot of people out of town. But if you're staying in town or you're not doing anything right away, and Saturday morning should be a fun experience for Kentucky fans to to get to watch this, this, your new team in action. Yeah, I I enjoy it a lot, but I know it's like, at the end of the day, it is a practice. So there is some level of like monotony to it. Mm -hmm. But you'll get to see football in April. So that is cool. And yeah. The, um, the other thing too, if you've been to a lot of these practices, which we have, 
the routine did get broken up with more special teams than normal. So it's it's not just lip service when they talk about doing more special teams because Jay Bowler's there, but they, they that's a thing. Yeah. They have a true special teams coach, so yeah, you know where to express right. your frustration if someone misses a field goal. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, but yeah, there are some there were some new like drills that I've never seen before um, that they were running. Uh, Cohen is. I, like you said, he's just a little more hands-on than Scangarello. Like there was a period where they're kind of doing their – I don't know what – I think it's like maybe called arc drill or like their outside zone drill where pretty much where they're running a track and the defensive guy has to react and it's like two-on-one, like one defender against two linemen. Um, it's like a reach drill pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cohen was over there for like the entire drill. Like So obviously they – he wanted to see that – he wanted to get a first-hand look at that, see what was going on there, which kind of goes into my theory that we should be, we're probably going to see more outside zone this year. Uh, so yeah, he's just he's just more hands-on. Like he's coaching the quarterbacks first and foremost, but he's also getting out there, coach, not afraid to talk to receivers and not afraid to get into the offensive line drills and say some stuff. So uh, he's just more hands-on than Richard. Just different. Yeah, They're different in a lot different. of ways. Yeah, a lot, a lot of ways, and hopefully different in a good way uh, in this instance now. Um, I, I will say uh, my stomach is telling me that it's almost uh, our time to reach a conclusion. We got talking about hot dogs, and now I want to go throw some mayonnaise on one and see what it tastes like. Um, look, at, do you, we got any locks for this weekend? I'm My final four teams are alive, and if I might have to take off work if they all hit on Monday because it'll be a fiesta at the Roush House. But do you, do you got any locks? I'm leaning – Kind of like the the over K State Michigan State, kind, kind, kind of like that one. That one feels a little tasty. Um, you, you got any locks? Got any locks out there? Well, you're playing a dangerous game with the overs with the, the this uh, basketball hey, phenomenon. Life's a dangerous game. You got to play dangerous. <laughs> you know the rim's going to be tight again or not? Uh, like San Diego State unders hit like eleven or twelve games in a row. I've been riding that for a little bit. So, Bama, San Diego State under. That's two teams that are defense heavy. I'm not sure what the number is. Uh, I think Princeton really matches up well with Creighton. Greg McDermott hasn't been the best tournament coach. I I would imagine, Nick, Princeton's going to have a pretty good contingent of fans. Yeah, that's – yeah, yeah. Because if you're you're a Princeton alum, uh, what, what other sporting event have you been saving up to go to, you know? Well, just, well, it was different when Kentucky played Cornell because the game was in New York, right? Uh, so this is a little different. They're going to have to travel from northeast. Most of their, I would good portion of their alums, I would guesstimate. Um, so they're going to have to fly down to Louisville, but I, you could see them doing it. I mean, I, I think they're going to have a strong contingent of fans here, and I, I could see them winning and playing Alabama on Sunday for the spot in the Final Four. Uh, really, Xavier's. Go ahead. I was just say I'm really looking forward just to the Gonzaga UCLA game tonight because that feels that has a very Final Four type feel to it in the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, yeah, that feels like at least bare minimum an Elite Eight game. It's yeah happening in the Sweet Sixteen, and then like Xavier, I think Xavier matches up well with Texas, uh, so they're I think like a five or six point dog. So you're getting a few possessions there. So those are like I would say the three that caught my eye. Playing with a little house money after the first weekend, I'm up. So, you know, 
hell, I got, I got some money to spend. And if I don't spend it, you know what? It's going into the derby pot. So that'll that'll be here before you know it. Uh, spring football, though, a lot of fun. Pro day, going to be exciting. We'll have plenty of coverage on Kentucky Sports Radio. We're also going to have uh, some rapid reactions here on the YouTube yeah. page. Um, and uh, hopefully catch up with some of those f- former cats like Benny Snell. Uh, should be a ton of guys, a ton of familiar faces at the Nutter Fieldhouse. Coverage on the SEC Network starts at 1130. Uh, we're going to have – it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun mixing it up with the, with the folks. Rubbing elbows Friday morning um, over at the Nutter Fieldhouse. Yeah, it really kind of – we'll get there at like 10. They start weighing in at 1030. The events really start like 1115-ish. Uh, and then they, they last for a while, a good while there. Um, we'll probably expect that rapid reaction around three or so. Um, but, yeah, we'll be spending all day at Mark Stoops' tiny indoor facility <laughs> that will get it, it will get uh, expanded soon. Oh, yeah. Well, um, and hopefully we'll see it at Monticello Bank uh, next Wednesday. More details to come to that. Until then, uh, visit NBCBank.com. Subscribe to the KSR YouTube channel if you haven't already. We appreciate you all joining us. And as always, go Cats and uh, go Kroger. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>